I was surprised when you started talking about a dog. I didn't see this for you. Well, okay. So I've always you wanted. Like you got okay. big cat energy. I like both, actually. Yeah. Like I'm a. I actually like cats. Yeah. Um. I'll shit talk them just because I do think they're kind of the devil. But, um, cats are chill. They've domesticated humans. Is a funny way I've yeah. heard. Like cats my thing. Describe. My issue with cats is like they're quick to turn on humans. Like. There's like a bunch of stories about like cats eating their like their like host will die, <laughs> and then the cat like no one will find the body for like a couple of days, and then the cats will just eat part of the like body. Like there was one at like there's a story about an installment downtown about like yeah this chick who's like I think they thought think maybe she was murdered, but uh yeah it took like a couple of days for like her body. But the cat destroyed the evidence. Well, no, the, I mean they didn't eat the whole body. They were just like they found her like a couple of days later. And like the cat was like eating parts of her foot or some shit like that. Yeah. These, but that's not, these cats ain't loyal. and it's also not like a, I hope you keep this in, but it's not like a, <laughs> that's not an isolated incident. Like that, there's, there's like a lots of stories about like cats doing that. Just like, um, within like days, just turning on their like, yeah. like host. Yeah. I've seen some uh, good, but so that's where cats I, out there though. So that's my issue with cats, but I do they like have p- more potential for, evil for sure yeah but cats will just like come up and like chill and it's like yeah i, I do like cats yeah cats have grown on me yeah after having had a dog for like 11 um, years but i've always wanted a dog but my issue was like I'm, i was like i'm way too lazy to have a dog it dogs are way more work um, i was like like i was like i don't want like i'm on the fourth like top level i don't want to like yeah go in the elevator every like three times a day to like take a dog out but um and I only had it for a week, so maybe it's different. But like, it was kind of nice. Like, it gave me a reason, to like, go outside and get like some sun. So that's a nice thing, yeah. And like, even like, yeah. it gave me a reason to get up in the morning because like I had to get up early to like go walk the dog. Yeah. Because like, and then at night, like, it was still like it was nice. Yeah, I had Durbert obviously for forever, yeah. and uh, didn't realize until after we moved him back out to my parents that, like, after that, I became interested in getting. A little bit of sunlight in the morning and in the evenings and there's yeah. a lot of benefits to that with uh regulating like your sleep yeah. and dopamine levels and other things and uh i realized that i had been basically doing that for years without thinking about it from the practice can, of letting yeah. the dog out in the morning yeah. and in the evening so, so that's a nice thing i mean having a dog is is great yeah and yeah so that was my thing was like like i just i'd walk to like bicentennial and just like literally lay in the grass with the with the dog and i was like this is like i could do this like, yeah this is great so i kind of want one but i gotta talk to my landlord what about domesticated coyote yeah i'm not gonna do that I'll tell you about some coyotes good suck that are rowdy unruly far from domesticated god dang boys in gold yeah how about them so it's paradise pod it's uh Season four, episode nine. Don, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. Yeah, I feel like you just had to like get that in. <laughs> of course, it's uh, it's it's pregame ritual at this point. It's my you know dribble, uh, cross myself for the free throw. Yeah, not much, man. Get into whatever you want to talk. That's about. important. At the high level, of anything, yeah. um, particularly podcasting, though, is you get that ritual. Is that get your that free throw ritual? Wuhan University hat. Yeah, this is my uh, 
uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology hat <laughs> that I made because I uh, had too much time on my hands during the pandemic and my company had a Adobe Illustrator. So yeah. okay. it's a sick logo, it but is. this is the kind of thing you can't really wear everywhere. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the comfort. I'm in the judge judgment free yeah. Donald Hall studios right now. Sure. Some people will probably think you're like, like, a anti-vaxxer right, yeah like but you're wearing it ironically i, I don't know what i'm i just thought it was a, i just it just made me laugh yeah I don't know. fair enough um, we show, yeah let's get into whatever we well yeah about. we have a lot to get into so we probably should i would say let's dive right in but we've already how many talked games about dogs have we for missed? Like 20 minutes huh how many games have we missed well yeah so we did record on the last episode came out on 510 and that was the day of the dallas u.s open cup game okay and in the 20 days since then, I think this is the 30th, uh, Nashville has played six matches. So Jesus I feel like there's other times. <laughs> I feel like there's other times when you could go 20 days and then you would be discussing like two matches or maybe even three. Yeah, we're and about that's to a little go, more manageable. But once again. In like, a, in like two months, we're going to have a month and a half of no soccer yeah. at all. Well, I guess I have Lee's Cup, but like. Six matches in, in 20. I mean, it's wild. Know, the players, you know, whether or not they can take the physical load, who cares? Who Who's thinking about the podcasters? That's not, that's not, that's not even a lot of, I, I would, that'd be a lot. I'd be like, oh, that makes sense if there's a lot of Open Cup games, but we only had Dallas and Miami and that was it. Yeah. No, there's a bunch of league matches. Yeah. Um, so we will handle it the way we did on the previous episode where I think we were also getting Speed to a chunk of like four or five and... Uh, yeah, as we get closer to the to the present, uh, and our, our memory of these matches is a little bit uh, stronger, yeah. probably spend a little bit more time. So, I mean, the good news is like outside of the Open Cup one, like these are all wins. Well, like that's like yeah. Usually, usually, like we'll like have a gap and like we'll record on like a loss and just like all the goodwill that we had for like three games is gone after one loss. But now we're riding high still. This is kind of a fun chunk to talk about, yeah. and if if we weren't going to go through it and kind of experience the ride again, which is kind of fun, I'm kind of looking forward to, um, I would tee off by talking about how fucking good Nashville is right now. This is literally the best stretch I think they've ever had. Yeah, I guess we'll have to kind of figure out if, that, if that's how we feel and whether or not that's the consensus among the fans that we know, but... That's how I feel, and then I saw the snippet from like the power rankings. Yeah, and in like the last month, Nashville has like the highest expected goals, and the lowest like, or it's like expected goal differential is like the highest, and the next closest clubs like half that. Yeah, like we're great defensively, and we're the best offensive team in the league in the last like month. It might be, yeah, the best. It's. Yeah. Ever been. We'll see. Ever we'll we'll be. talk about the, these matches and, and see how we feel afterwards. But uh taking ourselves back to not that long ago, but many matches ago, May 10th, uh US Open Cup match at Geodis Park, the last one of the season, sadly. Um, but we weren't to know that at the time. Nashville SC two, FC Dallas nil. And uh we played the pretty heavily rotated sort of B team that has managed the the cup games for us. Um but we took out a pretty strong Dallas side. So they started Paxton Pomacall, Sebastian Legette, Jesus and Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, Alan Velasco eventually came off the bench as well. First half was, was impressively non-eventful. Uh, I went back to watch the highlights of all these matches before we were recording. And uh, the highlights did not feature one single highlight from the first half. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. that. They started I, the match and then went straight to the second half. I was at this game, and that was like a very forgettable half. Yeah. Uh 
Yes. Yes. But then I met my future best friend at this game. Who'd you meet? Uh, Walker. Uh, oh yes, this is when you. Uh, this is when God, we linked like up. Ago, yeah. He said he wants to link and build with the pod, so yeah. he'll probably be a regular here soon. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I told you to put that as like artwork for an episode, and we have not had one. We haven't since. had an episode, but uh, <laughs> maybe this is the one. Uh, Randall Al did make his return in this one yeah. from the start. He came off at the half, um, and uh, Alex Will came on who is kind of one of the stars of this impressive uh, stretch of matches. But before we True. Uh, get to his goal, uh, Fafa Pico scores the first one. Actually, a pretty brilliant solo goal, which I think... It's a sad thing about skipping ahead, but obviously we, we, we lose the next match in the Cup against Miami and get knocked out. And the, the bummer about that is you, some of the, the kind of magic moments in the Cup will kind of be lost, like like tears in the rain if you you know if you don't win at all you know what i mean yeah but th- this 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 fafa goal was pretty amazing he he starts around the halfway line he flicks the ball over uh, a sliding would-be tackler runs the defense and then he kind of uses zubak's run as a decoy and he finds himself in the corner of the box and squares up and he just curls alone into the far post uh shades of eden hazard i yeah. said i think i, I was shocked that that goal counted because i feel like they're quick to whistle in open cup because they don't have like var to rely on yeah and i remember that flick because he kind of like the guy he he kind of flicked and the guy fell like the defender fell over at the same time and i just expected that to be called but it wasn't and it was a really good goal i was i moved we were in club that game uh but we moved behind the net for the second half to watch that so nice. i saw it right in front of me yeah um did you have Schaffelberg in that half as well running at you guys then? Because I also had a note looking back to the highlights. It reminded me that, that Schaffelberg came on in this one yes. and he looked like he was going to end that right back's career. Like it was insane. Yeah. That was when he was just like, and it, I hate to, uh, I've got all kinds of like, <laughs> um, tells you what kind of good form we're in. I, the, the Pico goal made me think of Hazard. Schaffelberg in this one, when he came off the bench, the way he would just kind of pass it to himself running around the, uh, his marker, it, it looked like Gareth Bale when he broke through at Tottenham and was playing on the left. That's yeah. what it looked like. And sure. uh, I, I don't remember it, but, I mean, every game Schaffelberg comes on, he's it's fucking working. Insane. Yeah, and if defender, he knows so. that he's really got – I mean, he's got everyone beat for pace, but if he yeah. knows he's really got his his opposing marker beat, then it's it's insane. Um, but uh, stealing the show, Alex Mill in the 76th minute to, uh, to clinch it, he uh, – he he passes on a few good crossing targets in the box. Instead, he does the thing we've seen him do a couple times now. He, he cuts in real hard on his left. Um, yeah, same move he scored the worldy last year. Yes, yes. This one, and he uh, tried again. This nice finish, game, but... curler with the left foot. Um, but uh, yeah, you could say maybe the keeper could do better. But uh, but he's got a knack for that now. I mean, he 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 he's proven he can cut in on the left and do that. And he's he's always been the kind of player that like you know what he is, you know what he isn't. But I always say with him, like, if a player like that can find a way to just chip in with, like, five, six goals for you in a season, you're, it's yeah. going to be a, a, a player that you look back in the season and think they had a really good one. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm, like, I say it every episode now, but, like, when you're he's not your, like, one of your primary offensive players, like, he's a good player, and that's what he is right now. Like, we're not relying on him for offense, uh, but when he, he – still has the ability to give you something every now and then, which is all you can kind of ask for that type of player. Yeah. So that was Dallas in the cup. Uh,
couple days later on Saturday, May 13th, uh, went to DC United. It was a 1-1 draw. Um, Nashville 11 was unchanged from the one that beat in Chicago in the previous league match. DC United didn't have Christian Benteke. Uh, Lucas McNaughton uh, started again. And then throughout this entire stretch of matches, he he has been the center back starting alongside Jack Mayer, which we, we, should, we should discuss specifically at some point. Uh, the DC game, it was, it was quite an open game. And I would say a little bit of a different contest than what you what you think you're going to see when you talk about like Nashville on the road. It was uh it, it was pretty open, but no goals until the second half. And uh, and who else but uh, scoring his second in two matches, Alex Will. Uh, he kept battling through a goal mouth scramble and uh, finished coolly with his armpit. Yep. Um, wanted right. to ask if if you have any prominent armpit related memories. We've had, I mean, in this. This run of games, we've had multiple armpit goals. This is not. What's the other? Isn't there another armpit goal? I'm not sure. I feel like there was another armpit goal. We'll see. I've got them all written down. Um, None are coming to mind. But have you ever done anything great with your armpit? No. Me either. (laughs) Trying to think of something. Uh, DC equalized in the. I remember used to being like. I mean, I'm hairy, so like. Mm -hmm. I remember. Growing up being like super, don't include this. But I definitely will. I'm no way I'm editing anything that, in this. My immediate thought of my armpit is like I remember being like super self conscious because I started growing hair before everyone else. Ah, you can't win on that though as a, yeah. as a young boy. And I got if made you, fun if you of. Don't have it, then then you're a yeah. Loser. Now it's now it's weird. Like it it was a point where like when you if you're like the first one to get it and no one else has it, you get made fun of. But then when you're the last, when you don't have any and everyone else has some, then you also get made fun of. But mm-hmm. I was, I was like the first one in like seventh grade to have armpit hair. Yeah. I got so. some funny stories related to that too that we won't get into on pod. It's a little <laughs> locker room talk. That's why I said It's a little locker room okay. pod, but you know, you, you can, you can imagine. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Disappointing. Like I said, couldn't hold on for the win. DC equalizes 83rd minute. Um, but I suppose you take, uh, the draw the point on the road uh yeah i don't remember much from that game i remember the armpit goal we were at no quarter so we were uh shouts out no quarter and i think i I vaguely remember being like i'm good with the draw like on the road i didn't think we really played that great um then yeah um so yeah kind of an unremarkable one in this stretch but uh a remarkable one a couple days later wednesday Midweek game, uh, taking on the rival Inter Miami, and beat them two one. Um, Fafa started for Schaffelberg, um, and continued to start. I think in all the league matches after this, um, Schaffelberg really kind of coming into the super sub role. Sean Davis took Dax McCarty's place in midfield. We hadn't seen that in a while. Um, and in the thirty third minute, we get uh, another addition to uh, what is becoming a pretty remarkable uh, season highlight reel for Hani Mukhtar. So Godoy kind of chucks up a hopeful ball forward into Mukhtar in the box. Uh, he brings it down, and I imagine everyone has seen this clip and watched it over and over again and describing it, I won't do it justice, but uh, from a position facing away from the defender facing his own goal, uh, just completely skins the defender Uh and then continues carrying the ball forward, uh, maintains presence of mind to kind of wait, 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 and roll it into uh, Fafa Pico, who can uh, who can put away to put us up two one. This, I mean, now even since this, there's been a couple extra moments, but this one I think is up there for all time Hani moments. Where do you think this one ranks? 
I don't remember this dog. Movie. This is the I, one where he I'm does the I'm step over, but he's facing I'm, away from the Miami Fender. So there's a great, yes, okay, yeah, 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 and there's yeah, yeah. a great. Um, I don't know if you saw anyone link to. Uh, there was somebody on yeah. Reddit. I'm sorry, I, I don't know who they are. I don't think they were a Nashville fan, anyways. But they uh, made this hilarious clip of uh, the defender going the complete wrong way and he's walking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that was one of like the most ridiculous things. Oh my God. And we get a lot of these on the other side of the field from where we sit. So yeah. that's a little bit of a bummer, but like even from that far away, I, th I think Seth was there. I was me and Seth at the same time just went, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was wild. And I think I said after he, like Hani's like the Datsuka, of, which is very, uh, small Venn diagram of people that will get that reference. That's but, okay. Uh, the Datsuk of MLS. Like. We're going to start to get more and more of the the cross-sport comparisons because he's getting to a point, he's elevated himself now to where that's all you can really do because he really kind of stands apart in terms of players that we watch in this league. Yeah. And uh, at a certain point, that's all you can do is start to make comparisons to the, to the great players of other games, you know? Yeah, I think... Um, and we saw after, which we'll get into it, but like after this last game, there's people saying, is he too good for MLS at this point? Yeah. Like that's how fucking good he is. You're always going to get that. You know, the nice thing with Hani, I feel like, I mean, you can tell, we talk about it, you can feel it when he scores and, and just the way he kind of looks at and, and claps the, uh, the back line and the fans and, uh, the way he celebrates and, and just the way he acts. He, um, he wears the armband these days, um, found his wife and got married here and got married on the field at Geodas Park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, he's at a good age. Like, you know, I, this, I, I hope this is not the jinx. I pray this is not the jinx, but honestly, it doesn't feel like, I think he wants to be here. I think he'll remain here. And I think we can, uh, I think we can start talking about the statue, but we got to win something with him. Getting way ahead of myself. But yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ranks. If he's still here, like in like five years. Yeah, he's starting to rack up like MLS all-time stats in terms of like first however many games, you know, goal contributions, things like that. I, I don't know them off the top of my head, but yeah. yeah, you start to see, you're starting to see more and more of the uh Yeah, so the I, kind I of saw records. another tweet that was like that Mukhtar is more likely to break Wanda's record than Yosef was. All-time MLS goals? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Yosef was, I mean, there's a 30-goal scorer at one point. You know, it seems he's... <sighs> Again, I'm going to jinx I mean, it all, injured. but he, got he, injured, he seems but. he's going to stay healthy. I mean, he he plays 90 minutes week in, week out, looks super, super fit yeah. these days. Um, doesn't seem like he has the kind of frame that is maybe going to break down. Joseph is a little bit of kind of a bulkier type. Um, we'll see. This goal, uh, Fafa put it away. Uh, this was Fafa's pancake breakfast celebration, which I just thought was uh, noteworthy. Did you hear about this? or? Yeah. Or see him talk about it afterwards. So Fafa scored and he did the kind of like we gonna eat like celebration. So you would think, but actually it was a he he came out after the match and said that was a nod to a couple of fans who uh, earlier this week or maybe it was that morning uh, bought my breakfast. I went out and had breakfast and a couple of fans said, "Hey, we're big fans," and they they bought my breakfast and I I just wanted to say you know that was a thank you to them and you know I That's feel really appreciated here. That's Isn't really that nice? Cool, yeah. 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 There's I mean. Fafa seems really, really happy too. It's, it's too much. I don't know what to do with all this. This run high, man. This, this good is, feeling, yeah. I think we have a. I think we're peaking. Yeah, well, Which, it doesn't even peak in this game. And just to go through um, the rest of it, mentioned that Lucas McNaughton 
um, started, uh, you know, throughout this this stretch of really good games, and we we were missing Walker Zimmerman for a lot longer than we expected. Um, but yeah, early in the second half of this one, Nashville's working this kind of weird set piece. Um, so you're not sure if you watch it back, like if Hani or Dan Lovitz is going to deliver it. Uh, eventually, Shaq Moore takes it. He kind of takes a weak shot on goal. It, it rebounds back out. Um, the ball ends up out wide on the right to Alex Mwill, and he holds it up long enough that Shaq Moore can make his way back over to the right. And he hits this first-time cross, and this is Lucas McNaughton, mm-hmm. his goal, when he kind of just takes on, takes on a really nice ball from Shaq, um, gets it in over the uh, the keeper. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's McNaughty. Uh, credit yeah, to, he's looked, I think that's I think, Katie Keeley. I think he's looked President of the Heaters, the first I heard say McNaughty. We're definitely going to steal that. Yeah. Um, I think he's looked good, um, not just as a soccer player, but also as a human being. <laughs> uh, he has looked good. but um, He has looked good. Uh, no, it's it's interesting because um, now, you now you're hearing about the stuff that's happening in Toronto. But, like, yeah. We got he got well, it out. Seems like he got out, and Schaffelberg, like they, yeah, some shit must have been going on in Toronto because we got what looks like two snatched really good a couple players. beautiful blonde boys. Yeah, one a little more rugged, the other a little more uh, true. a pretty boy, our pretty boy. Uh, it's funny you would almost never say this about like a central defender, but it really did feel like he was gonna score a goal like pretty yeah. early on in his time well, he almost here. had one his first game yeah and he just has that sense about him he um i really like him he seems like a center back that um he wants to be involved in the entire game he's yeah. not just a center back who sees himself as someone who will defend in certain areas um he seems to have a, a real sense of, of the game in all areas a little bit like walker zimmerman in that regard um although they're definitely like very different frames um and you know, he's not probably the aerial presence Zimmerman is, but he's also a threat on set pieces, it seems like, because um, uh, obviously scored this one with the head. It was kind of a broken down set piece. But, um, you know, I think he could play in a three as well. And we're doing so well in, in the system we're playing right now with the diamond. I, you know, I wouldn't expect that yeah. would change. But we know Gary likes at times to roll out ended, a three for whatever reason, and McNaughton, I think, would fit in. Well, we ended the last game with the back three of Walker, McNaughton. And yeah, so I guess you would say to that, Maybe that it's more likely that Dane Lovitz then would would slide back and be the third center back with with Mayer and Zimmerman, but uh, you never know. I just uh, it's just trying to give McNaughton a lot of, a lot of credit. Um, and yeah, we skinned Toronto once again for a, a really good value signing. Miami scored a, a consolation goal at the very very end, um, which just ended up kind of being uh, something for the fans to yeah, laugh at. Yeah, I don't at. even think I think kickoff they immediately blew the whistle. It was literally yeah, like, I think it was the literal last kick of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're watching the highlights back. Miami now. Fafa doing the uh, pancake breakfast. You think they celebration. knew? That'd be really cool. Uh, the the fans that bought his breakfast. Yeah, I bet you they, they did. Yeah, you think they? That'd be cool to if they like, if they are you know enough yeah. to have recognized Fafa and said, "Hey, look, we we want to buy your breakfast." They probably at the game, but I'm saying like, imagine you're in a stadium full of like thirty thousand people, and Fafa does a celebration. Only you. That's for me. Yeah, that's just for you. You should you should have taken Walker to the side and said, "Hey, hey, Walker." Yeah. <laughs> you know when you come back, dude. Uh, you could just uh, what would you what would you try to get him to do? What would you ask Walker to do for you in a goal like a celebration? A what? Like a bear crawl. <laughs> the uh, see, like the law, like the law. Uh, the Papa Tembi Gomez, the uh, weirdest goal celebration yeah. of all time. Yeah, um, he would probably do it for you. He seems yeah. like he'd be down for a for a weird celebration. Yeah, I mean we're best friends now. Yeah, um, 
you know, uh, there's a few good candidates at this point, but this Miami match was one of my, it might be my favorite match of the season so far at Geotis. Ooh, this last Columbus. I would say that up until this now last Now we do have Columbus, Columbus from this weekend. Um, yeah, so this is the McNaughton goal. We don't want to get too sucked in watching the highlights here. Um, in place of doing a, a podcast, we could have just watched all the highlights from uh, these seven games because there's a, uh, a lot to enjoy. But I will just say that our matches against Inter-Miami really mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I, I won't agree. ever forget the way that Nashville SC was treated coming into the league at the same time as them. And to see what we've accomplished and built uh, versus what they have uh, brings me endless satisfaction. And yeah. I will cherish every one of these victories against Inter Miami. And uh, I love the the contrast that we serve to them as a club. Yeah, they're one of the like you know. There's always a team that like like for you, it's probably Ohio State. Like, it's just the one team that your team could lose to, and like it would it actually probably make you angry or like depressed or like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to learn to live with that for a long, yeah, long time. But I'm saying very like, recently. <laughs> like for me, it's like 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 Red Wings. It's it's always the predators just because like i'm from here and then all my friends are preds fans so like that's the one game i'm, I'm like i don't want to lose this game uh-huh. i can like swallow every other game but don't lose against the preds because i need to be i can't have andy gloating at me uh, <laughs> he and, wouldn't though he wouldn't yeah, though he'd just like, be like oh yeah like know. dolphins it's probably bills just because i like ben who yeah. like but Miami inner miami's that team for me i think nashville where like i get nervous before the game when they play in Miami and like, it's just the one team that I think like it would suck if they lost to Miami. Yeah. And I think it's a lot because of like going into the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when they get messy, they'll be really good. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Phil Neville does with, with Lionel Messi in MLS. What a sentence. Uh, Saturday, May 20th. Could you imagine though, have Messi playing at the dude. <sighs> yeah, I could imagine it. I mean, oh, shit, like, we've already seen, we saw seeing Gareth Bale there warming yeah. up in front of me for for Nashville's MLS club. I talked about it at the time, and yeah. again now, quite a quite a surreal moment yeah. for me as a, just a soccer fan to see like where Chicharito, life has brought all of us. You know, life brought Gareth Bale to me specifically. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's gonna be like because I mean it's gonna happen. Like I'm like ninety five percent sure eventually, maybe not like after this year I'm still kind of skeptical to be honest they're gonna have to give him some kind of like ownership stake which well, I think that's mean, been give it like to him, agree but. to is like I think that's already like set like hey eventually you're gonna come here at some point in your career and then you're gonna end and you'll be part owner of Inter Miami yeah um so like I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen but it's it's gonna be wild to like I'm watching Lionel Messi play. I hope he comes and they're just terrible and they never yeah. win anything with them I agree Oh yeah, hundred percent. Seems almost impossible, but it's but. still going to be a really cool experience seeing him on the pitch at Geodis Park because it's going to happen. We uh, play them. You seem confident. We'll 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 see. I mean, I guess that's yeah. that's what the reports say, right? Yeah. Like I said, I don't know that it's like a, I, there's a lot of like conflicting reports. Uh, just for this year, like they think after this season he's going to come. Yeah. Which feels like too early, but I do think it's eventually going to happen. It might be like five years from now, but yeah. Um, on the 20th, after the Miami match, uh, Saturday, we went to Charlotte and one, two, one on the road. 
Uh, I needed Nashville SC to avenge me specifically. Yeah, maybe this is your Miami. Like, is Charlotte the one where you just get like? <laughs> I kind of have a soft spot for Charlotte, yeah. uh, despite Nashville going in and putting up one of their worst performances probably of all time uh, uh, against Charlotte there. And I, I suffered through a, a really awful hangover there, um, not just from uh, you know a, a physical standpoint for myself, but also the uh, the disappointment of the my team that I'd gone to support in the queen city. Um, as I shuffled through the, the NASCAR museum, I was, uh, I was hoping that, uh, 2023's Nashville trip to Charlotte would, uh, would bode better for the Yotes. And it did. Uh, I did enjoy seeing early Nashville SC cast member, Derek Jones starting at the base of midfield for Charlotte. Did you notice that? I noticed that about halfway through. I was like, Jones, I was like, is that like the Derek Jones? That's a, that's a tall Jones. Is that is that is that our Derek Jones? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Davis McCarty and Will were the the midfield behind the three regular starters up top at this point. Ended up being Fafa Tilhani. Um, Charlotte scores in the sixth minute. A um, couple defenders, McCarty, Shaq, McNaughton, they're all kind of unable to deal with this Bronico midfielder who kind of just grits it. And uh, it was a feisty physical game i feel like all around is this is this a rivalry match to you would you say charlotte is a rival um i think it's honestly i do think it's game there i kind of laughed at it even this week because when we played them it was called rivalry week and it's just funny that for like two seasons they like nashville and charlotte games have been rivalry despite them being the first two times we've ever played each other yeah um not even like you can't even say like at least Cincinnati. You can go back to like USL. Yeah, I think a lot of people picked up on uh, the way that that felt a little manufactured in season yeah. one. But um, after this game, I mean, it, I feel like it is like I see Derek I Jones like, celebrating I, this goal. We're watching the highlights yeah, now. I don't what like, the hell, dude? Like I don't like Charlotte. That's some, some freaking class, man. You seem to have a soft spot, but like, and maybe it's because of Jared is a fan. But like, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, it's a regional rival. I definitely care about these matches a lot. I call it the SEC in MLS. I, I do want to run the SEC. We certainly do right now. I mean, shit, we kind of run the league right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so after the Charlotte goal, uh, Hani benefits from a wild deflection uh, on a half volley. This is a, That's the other armpit goal. That was a own goal. Okay, all right. This was, was a, like our, off of Charlotte armpit. Yeah, off the Charlotte sure. armpit. Sure. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a real armpit heavy stretch. Um yeah, pretty lucky for uh, for Hani, but uh, as they say, if you don't buy a ticket, you won't win the raffle. So sometimes yeah. you got to let them rip. Um, this game stayed tied until the very end, and uh, after 90 minutes, you see Godoy play a, a really, really fantastic chip-through ball into Hani. Uh, he gets behind old Nashville boy Derek Jones as the last defender, and the keeper makes a pretty miraculous kick save, but the super sub, Jacob Schaffelberg, uh, tumbles over the leg of a defender in trying to win the rebound. And a penalty is given on the field, and it is not overturned by VAR. Hani slots away the penalty, and we win 2-1. Do you remember the penalty shout? It was, uh, mm -hmm. well, it wasn't a shout. It was given, and it was not overturned by VAR. It seemed yeah, pretty clear cut to you. I think that's why I hate charlotte fans is because they were complete like they're whining about this they're whining on twitter about this which like them in orlando i just at orlando i feel the same way like i just hate because their fans are whiny but yeah charlotte fans were kind of the same way mad about this look at the armpit goal mm -hmm. yeah uh but um i don't know i said this after it happened 
I legitimately just don't know what a penalty is. And not, I'm not even saying that as like, I think that is it is not, a, that wasn't a penalty. And I'm just saying, I literally do not know. So when I look at that, I'm like, uh, yeah, like, is there a contact? But it didn't, you just get to decide for yourself, you know? Yeah. I just like, <laughs> I've seen that happen plenty of times and it's not called a penalty. Yeah. And it is called a penalty, even though maybe it should be. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. Like, what a stupid sport. Why do we spend so much time on this bullshit? Yeah. No one knows what a penalty is or isn't. The, I no one understands to, the rules. I, I it, don't. I thought it was soft. I go with whatever you call is yeah. what I think. Like, if you call it a penalty, then keep it a penalty. But I wouldn't have been mad if it was not called as a Nashville fan. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how good your memory of the match was overall, but uh, we stole this one, right? Yeah. Did we steal one on the road? We did. So I thought that coming out of it, I, I thought kind we were of, still one point. I kind of was laughing to myself, but then in watching the highlights back and looking back through uh, the ticker of the match, m- maybe, but maybe not. Um, our attack late in games these days with Hani, uh, like we said, still really threatening, like two ninety minutes and beyond, and then Schaffelberg off the bench. That is not a fluke. That's a strength at this point that we depend on and rely on. Yeah. And so in that regard. Is that stealing a match when that's something that you know you can do as a team and you set up to do and be able to do at the end of the match? I don't know. Uh, we also won the XG battle uh, with fewer shots, but still, you know. Or do you think the penalty played heavy in the XG battle? Um, yeah, like, I don't know how that might have factored into... Um, like a made penalty, yeah, I, I think, so. gives you almost like three, qu- like 0.75 XG by itself. Because I, I said the same thing. Too. I was like, oh, I was like... Yeah, I, I guess it. you want to see... Yeah, XG minus the PK, and I, yeah. I don't know if my sources. Okay, that actually makes me wonder now if maybe we did. I, well, steal, maybe was, we did steal it. Fuck it. Sometimes you that was on my the road. first thought was because I saw the XG and I was like, oh, I was like, I guess we played better than I thought. Yeah, and then I was thinking, but I was like, oh no, like okay, PKs. we've been deceived, dude. This is why you can't be looking at numbers. This yeah, is why sure. you never again will I look. But at, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, whatever. Well, Charlotte maybe should be disappointed to not get anything from this game okay but we are a better team i agree overall regardless of the performance on the day and doesn't it seem like it just goes like that like the better team might not have been a lot better on the day but sometimes a team that's just you know they're kind of better there's like this supernatural force that just kind of pushes them over the finish line even this so like look we're as i'm watching the highlights Mm -hmm. the like yeah, we earned a penalty, but also Mukhtar scores that like eight Mukhtar out of ten. Mukhtar could have scored the goal, yeah, on his own, right? Like eight out of ten times. I think like, Schaffelberg did get into a position that caused the defender to have trouble, yeah. um, leading to him having a, a penalty called against him. Um, also, why is Charlotte playing, you know, with that high of a line at that point? Godoy plays a really good ball. Uh, Hani makes a perfect run um, to get them in behind. Yeah, I mean... It's deserved at that point. They didn't manage what they yeah. had in the match. I mean, maybe well, maybe Nashville, if they were in a point in their development that Charlotte is at right now, maybe, you know, everyone bemoaning Gary Smith's tactics in the past, but maybe a Nashville team is a little further back, a little more organized to to take themselves a good point out of this match versus what happened to Charlotte when they opened themselves up and uh, allowed their, their point to be taken away from them. Yeah, I agree. Food also, also um, Whenever Nashville and Charlotte play each other, I think they should only have to. They can only wear yellow and blue because that is a really good. Coat. It's a nice combo. It do you like? Nice uh, do you like Inter Miami pink against the Nashville yellow gold? Yellow gold. Uh, I like the, I like the pink and then our blues. I don't. I thought the, the pink, pink and the and the yellow looked pretty good as a as a contrast. They, was that? Did they do that? The very like neon, but 
Was like that the it. open cup? Uh, yeah. Okay, so they they wore black um, in the league when they came yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have to look at that combo because I don't remember it, but it's nice. I like. But it. the the this reminds me of like Chargers, which I think is like probably have like the second best. Everybody likes that jersey. Yeah, powder like blue, yeah. Powder blue with the yellow. Uh, so I think we should. Some I feel like some jersey combinations you have to force. Well, I guess we would wear. It would be the same jersey combo um, when they come to Nashville too. You would think, which yeah. they haven't yet correct no i don't think they come this season i do think they i think they do come this season i could be wrong um we shall see we'll see who comes to play in nashville no one knows there's there's no way to know (laughs) um all right so after this one uh the u.s open cup exit uh the following well not the the following week a couple days later the 23rd a tuesday uh, Inter Miami two, Nashville C one. We weren't able to watch all of Ooh, this. I do like this color combo. Yeah. So the pink, yeah, the pink and the yellow is is a. I like this a Ooh, lot. Yeah. Yeah. That a real, nice. a real kind of pastel. Yeah. Like uh, Easter, Easter vibe matchup right to now. enjoy. Sadly, it looks like there were only about six, seven hundred fans there to uh, to enjoy it in person. But uh, yeah, only a couple hundred fans there to see Phil Neville keep his job. Um, best of luck to Phil. We weren't really able to watch all of this one. Just the second half. Um, we, uh, Nashville continued to play their rotated cup side and Phil Neville played the strongest side he could in order to attempt to keep his job. Um, and I guess it kind of went the way that you would expect that to go. Uh, a win that came out of this one though, is that Randall Al started and played 60 minutes. Um, he actually missed a really good chance for himself off the post. Um, and we probably have enough on this episode to talk about without too much Randall Al talk. Um, but, you know, thinking about how good Nashville C is playing right now and how good the attack has been, better than it's than it's been, you know, in a long time, to add Randall Leal on top of that is a little... It's very exciting. It's a little bit yeah. of a throwing gasoline on a fire kind of situation. Yeah, he... Uh, I think... Well, he came off the bench in the Miami game. The uh, the first Miami game, right? Um, was it? his return, uh, I mentioned it earlier running through the notes and, and now I forget I'm pretty which sure it was, was. the second <laughs> so Miami. Matches. I'm pretty sure it was the second Miami game. Cause I remember he played that like through ball to Schaffelberg and he had like okay. a breakaway. Yeah. But yeah, he came on and yeah, he, yeah, had, yeah. he had three really good passes. Um, yeah. so I don't, yeah, it doesn't feel he's played a couple games. It doesn't seem like he's like, he's hasn't played in a while, but it doesn't seem like he's kind of missed the beat at all like he's still yep, making see, this was his chance we're watching the highlights back he you know yeah. he's in for me he might slot that home yeah i mean to have like he was your starter for the first two years and to have him as an option off the bench him and they did this last columbus game they did a double change of him and shuffleberg at the same time and like that's just i mean that's it's insane that's yeah yeah that is uh, yeah that's yeah like I, that to have two options now like we were yeah, we even barely, just Schaffelberg by himself coming off the bench is like automatic big chance. Yeah. Automatic big chance. You give him 20 minutes off the bench, we're automatically getting one big chance because of his presence yeah. on the field, whether it's him or creating for Hani. Um, and then Leal as well, then, to yeah. be able to to play that ball. It's like, it's almost guaranteed. Yeah, and like, I mean, years ago, we were probably at, like, Mules are like, we need a goal, we're down a goal, we need a player. Like that's that was Mule. Yeah, and the like difference, now, right. To have Schaffelberg, and that's kind of why I've been It's on something like, different for that's, sure. That's why I've, I've kind of and because Mule's been playing good, but why I like the like Schaffelberg not starting. Right. Or just one of them. Like having two options off the bench. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. Yeah. Um 
Speaking of uh, Will maybe not being the goal scorer, though, he does score in this one. He's I think his first touch uh, after coming off the bench uh, was, uh, was a header, uh, which was the equalizer uh, in this one. But uh, couldn't see it out. Uh, Miami scores a goal kind of out of nothing after that, and they see it out 2-1. Would you criticize... The, the the continued rotated side in Miami there you you could criticize maybe the selections of Josh Bauer in this yeah. one Luke Hawkinson although we've seen Hawkinson uh start in MLS and win in the state of Florida no less uh in Orlando um yes and no. like I would say I think if we weren't second like right now we're second in the whole table if we weren't that high up and like going for like being in the like supporter shield running, I would probably be more mad. I, it does suck because like Open Cup, I don't like League's Cup that much. I'm kind of excited about League's Cup. Like I, I'm more excited. Maybe about, it's coming at a bad time for Nashville though. I'm more excited for Open Cup just because I, I think also like coming from USL and like going to like we went to like the Colorado game where we knocked out, we were like the USL team that beat a MLS team. Yeah. So I have like really good memories of open cup that I think I just, I like that more. Yeah. Um, so it sucks not going for it, but when you're in supporter shield running, I, I get it. But another way I thought about it, uh, which kind of supports your point, I think is, um, would you have traded any one of our league wins in this stretch to, to, to win this cup match against Miami? You know, maybe, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. And also, why I say that is Gary went for it last year, I think, in like round, started like around the round of 16 after we beat, I guess, after Louisville. After Louisville. And even Louisville. I mean, Hani played the Louisville game, which I don't think Hani played any. He didn't start the Louisville game. He came off. He didn't start. Yeah. But that was still a USL team that he came off. Like, I don't think I think this is the first time Hani in this Miami game is for some Hani. This was played. his first appearance in the cup. Yeah. So and that's far. against the MLS team. Yeah. Um so he start yeah, he came off Louisville. I think Gary took it more serious last year, but we weren't like in the running for supporter shield. So that's why I think like it does seem like Gary will value it if it's like but I think just, you know, being in the running. Yeah, I think it's just as far as the as the B team could take us in this competition. Um yeah. Anyways, on to more fun things. Uh, as we record here on, what is today, Tuesday? The holiday weekend's got me screwed up. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, on Saturday, the 28th, uh, Columbus Crew came to town and got a walloping the way everyone kind of does when they come to Nashville these days. Nashville SC3, Columbus 1. So this was, uh, again, a FAFA start. Um Dax McCarty, Annabelle Godoy, Alex Will, midfield. Uh, Columbus team that is having a mixed season. So they're kind of getting really good reviews from uh, being under Wilfred Nazi, who's a manager that I, I like his Montreal teams a lot. I think he's pretty highly rated. And, and he, he certainly is a manager who has a uh, who has a style. His team definitely reflects a, a vision that he has, and it's, it's, it's apparent. You can see what the ideas are. Um and they scored early. It was a screamer. Uh, less than less than ninety seconds in, uh, Yaw Yaboa. Uh, what a hit! <laughs> it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a banger. Um, but as good as that goal was, the response 
was fantastic. And I just got to say, not just the response from the players. I think that the atmosphere in the stadium on Saturday, maybe with it being a, I'm sorry, this is Sunday. So um, with it being a, uh, a holiday weekend, maybe giving people a little more juice on a, on a Sunday night. Or I don't know what it was. Uh, I mean, there was, it was, was a really nice night out, but like the atmosphere, I think, was as good as it's been all year in there for this one. And I think it really made a difference. I agree, and I, the players have said as much. You know, yeah, a couple have said that that was the best atmosphere this season. Um, I could tell just because I always judge off the supporters group, and the supporters group was like basically full. And also, when I went to get uh, drinks, the concourse was packed, and it hasn't been like that packed in a while so i think we one just had more people there uh which helps because usually i mean we'll, we'll have like attendance will be announced 20 like seven or whatever thousand it's actually it's more like probably 22 23 yeah but this felt like thirty thousand. yeah people. at the end of the day if it's um you know you can't you can only make up so much of a difference in the numbers with uh how much you're willing to yell and, and get behind the team but yeah if, i mean if it's full in there yeah um it, it's it's gonna be a good atmosphere and this one was amazing um, 56th minute, uh, Fafa Pico. Once again, we've seen it before, sneaking in from the back post to, uh, poke home on a, uh, on a set piece on a corner. Um, and it seems like they've found something there because we've seen Fafa do it before. And I just love to see a player like Fafa Pico, who's obviously so talented in open play, like with the ball at his feet, mm-hmm. like such a, a talented dribbler. Um, but you can tell that he wants to maximize his goal scoring output in any way that he can um so to, to see the way that he you know seems to have, have have prioritized and and figured out how with the coaching staff to to find himself open on corners is uh, is pretty cool i think this is this his third goal that's kind of like similar to that because he he's at least the guy second. that yeah it's at least a second because um, i know his first goal in nashville scored that way in nashville okay he scored away but in, yeah and at geotis his first goal was similar where it's just like, because he's the one that makes like that back run, run like late posts. Yeah, and he just seems to. Well, yeah. I mean, set piece is kind of the 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 big story in this one, except for what Hani did at the very end, um, because in the 80th minute, our, our our second goal came from another corner delivery. This time, Dan Lovitz took it. He'll take him from um, uh, Nashville's right if the, if you think of the way that they're uh, attacking. Um, but yeah, they're firing in these these corners kind of like hard and low. And they're they're just they're kind of getting just over the the first defender, and this time it's Teal Bunbury, who heads it home. I think we had been saying just prior to him scoring this goal uh, that we thought he had been shit in this game. I specifically remember <laughs> me saying that that <laughs> I hated him. You got to keep saying terrible. it because it's gonna. And then he immediately scored, and that's how it's I the Zubac thing. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that was the the thing. There's like last year he went on a heater and scored like four games in a row. And every game I was just like, Teal, Teal sucks. And like he kept scoring. And I've been praising him. And maybe just maybe I need to just only talk shit about him, even when he's good. I've been kind of frustrated with him recently. He hasn't actually. been good. Yeah. But we haven't recorded. Yeah. So like six games ago, I thought he was good. Right. Yeah. Right. But like he's, been, <laughs> he's definitely come back to earth. Yeah. It hasn't been good. But we haven't recorded. So I haven't been able to say that. Yeah. So, um, I think he's a little bit of a frustrating figure um at the at the tip of nashville's attack um but you know i thought i have had is that between him and cj sapong who we felt comfortable letting go he feels more like one who you know even if he's playing bad will just find a goal yeah you know what i mean 
And so it I almost, kinda, I think Nashville played the 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 teal sapong situation probably correctly. Yeah. It also seems when he's playing his worst, he scores a goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he um we uh we had the opportunity to go uh field level to watch the warm ups for <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we haven't even talked to match recently it was really really cool if you get the chance to do it you definitely should um and uh he looks so bad in the yeah. warm-up i hate to talk shit but and then in the in the match that that followed he, he didn't really look very good either and like he seems like one that i think he looks a little old and like you know carrying the ball looks a little belabored uh doesn't look very interested in the game in certain phases of it but also one i guess that um, if it's just like you've got one touch or no touches to create like a, a shooting chance for yourself, you know, I guess he's, yeah. he's got enough energy for that. He's got enough uh, gas left in the tank for for that. Just that finishing touch, I think, still. Um, so, yeah, I remember watching the warm ups and even, it's shocking. I, even, OK, so I was like even mule. I always mule. He looks uh, incredible when he yeah. warms up. When you're like play, like you realize, oh, these guys are in the MLS oh for a God, reason. Yeah. Like you watch them, you're like, oh, like He's better like, athlete than anyone I've ever known yeah, has like, ever known. M- like Alex <laughs> Mule against other MLS players. Like when you watch him in the games, like yeah, he doesn't look like you can tell he's not as good as other players. But then you watch him by himself, and you're just like, he's Holy a shit. god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was like, dang, you you realize these MLS players are like why they are MLS, like why they made it here. But I watched Teal and I was like, oh no, he, should, he, he just looks he like looked shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just looked, it looked like he I was cared, like, really. Like, even the worst player looks good and Teal just still looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, and he starts every game. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was that was fun. But, maybe uh, uh, was, maybe did, some news to come soon on the striker front, hopefully, although. Um, yeah. And I think, t- and I mean, Teal coming off the bench, like, I think that's fine. This too. is the goal to put us up 2 1 against Columbus. Yeah. So, uh, um, can't knock that. Was this so watching the Columbus highlights as we talk? Um, was this a foul on Teal? A uh, foul, Teal, so t- kind of harassing the keeper. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit of that veteran uh, wiliness, yeah. that savvy. I saw a lot of complaints from Columbus fans saying like, "How are, are you just allowed to box out a keeper?" Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I mean they definitely. There, I mean, yeah, that could be kind of something that is uh, is yeah. a tactic right it now. It did get looked kind at, of crowding the keeper. Yeah, um, the goal did get looked at because I remember they waited. I don't know, off. not for me to decide, but I will say, uh, do it until you get called on it. Yeah, you know, it's not your job, not not our job to to call a game. It's up to the rest. Also, man up, keeper. Yeah, also man up. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? It's a big boy game, you know. Yeah. Put your big boy gloves on. Um, Joe Willis had a couple of great saves in this Columbus match, and uh, in particular, uh, a web gem. <laughs> There was a, a bicycle kick from uh, Kucha Hernandez uh, late on. I think I think that might have been actually in in extra time. Uh, Hernandez really connect with it, and uh, really really fantastic save from Joe Willis and and a couple saves. So the the seven minutes of extra time in the second half of this one were uh, were really dramatic, and we'll get to it. We're watching the highlights back. We'll get to it in a little bit. But uh, both sides, multiple shots on goal in that seven minute stretch of extra time. And it was just, um, it was dramatic. And uh, what it, it ultimately ended up finishing with was uh, the final goal of the match from the King, the MVP, Hani Mukhtar. Um, gets played through basically 1v1 on the break with uh, poor young Aiden Morris, whose career 
ended in, in the cradle before it's even begun. So highly touted. And, yeah, you're uh, talking him up pregame. He'll never play again. Uh, it wasn't me. I mean, I, I think he, he seems like a nice player. Uh, wasn't great in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, here's the web gym save. Yeah, but uh, also a really good shot, man. Should I just pause so we can uh, so you can appreciate the uh, the honey goal? The honey goal. I've seen it so I've I've not, I've seen it at least thirty times. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah. I actually do. Let's pause because I do want to hear the audio on it. Okay. We're back. Uh, yeah, just had to uh, take one more little hit of the dope watching uh honey goal the the honey goal and uh so nasty what can you say i mean breaking down a defender 1v1 uh and then not just that ability but then also the confidence that you have in him to finish and now this is this has been a new wrinkle i think that started last season but the the no angle finish and i keep mentioning uh yeah, he said like three kind goals. of all-time great players, but it's a it's a finish that I always associate with Sergio Aguero. I feel like he really had that nailed down in uh, in his prime for Man City, um, and Hani Mukhtar has that now. Um, <laughs> what, what more can we say? We kind of yeah. we talked about uh, what he is and and what he means and and how we need to start thinking about him earlier in the in the show. And I guess it kind of brings it full circle. He, uh, he ends this Columbus match and this, this run of form and, and once again, probably MVP front runner and you got to start thinking cross sport, you know, like we mentioned, you got to start thinking legacy in the city of Nashville in the state of Tennessee as far as sports. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still, remember there was a time that Seth said, Honey wasn't good. I'm not seeing it with him. Yeah, yeah I'm not seeing it. With him. It didn't and start then, great. Then, you know, it didn't. But then he's turning. He's turning into like, um, like you could soon be an argument of like and greatest one of the greatest like MLS players. Yeah, to ever play. Um, yeah. just like goes to show yeah. too. I mean, it's wild de- development. It's not always going to be you drop someone in, and uh, you're immediately going to see the very best that they could ever be probably worth remembering for us as we approach, uh, what seems to be a summer where we're going to, uh, sign another designated player, uh, to play up top. All thanks to Steve Guppy too. Yeah. All thanks to Steve Guppy. All thanks to Steve Guppy. Um, he taught him the step overs, you know, there's been plenty to talk about in this one outside of, of Gary Smith. And we've, we've started to, uh, dare I say, give him his flowers a little bit, uh, this season. And, uh, you know, don't want to, uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a sport. It's a game that, uh, you know, it, there'll be stretches. There'll be amazing stretches like this. And I, 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 I can still envision tough stretches in the season for, for Nashville SC. But, um, I mean, we talked about Leal coming back now and he's probably someone who can start at this point. Walker Zimmerman returned in this one. I mean, worth remembering once again, this entire stretch without walker zimmerman um and yeah i mean all these things together it's just it's 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 a moment of uh of of optimism of uh of, 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 i mean it's, it's it's time to dream a little bit right yeah i mean yeah we're, we've peaked man this number three in the mls official sanctioned uh power rankings and uh, in the power rankings of a certain MLSsoccer.com and uh, writer and contributor in Nashville, SCB writer, one Ben Wright, uh, number, one. number one in his power rankings as he calculates them. Number one. 
Yep. Supporter Shield? I mean, maybe. I kind of. I also thought about this the other day. I kind of want to go to that Cincy game. Yeah. Cincy away. Yeah. Like, that feels like it's going to be a huge game. It's blockbuster, for sure. And you could see this Nashville team wanting to go get revenge because, you know, that was the low low point of the season so far for Nashville SC. I don't think that Nashville SC team was this one. You know, they hadn't become what they are right now yet. Yeah. (laughs) That's some real, like, uh, sports radio, like, dumbass talk way to say it. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, I think that this team would relish the opportunity to – to go show Cincinnati what they can, uh, what yeah. they can really this'll do. Be, and it's, uh, this will be in July, which is the the window. The next window opens up in July, so I mean, this might be Nashville plus a DP striker. Yeah, we like, did have a DP striker score in Cincinnati once long ago. Uh, the player who shall not be named. Uh, who scored? Uh, okay, Lover oh, did, did score he, in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, might have been. I think it might have been his only MLS goal. Yeah. No, he scored. Did he have another one? He scored one at home. Okay. Did against, he? Uh, yeah, we lost against Kansas City, that Kansas City game. Okay. Did he score that goal? <laughs> he got man of the match. I don't remember. Um, okay. okay, well, that's a lot of matches, um, but there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of chalupas out there. Nom, nom, nom. You could just chomp on one. Uh, grab a chalupa. Pull up, uh, pull up a seat at the old... Uh, at your local... Taco Bell and uh, Honey, give out slash consume a chalupa. Would you like you like to give it to Honey Mukhtar? Yep, easy. Uh, why Honey? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fair enough. That's an easy one. I'm gonna give one to Joe Willis. Uh, recency because of uh, how good he was in this Columbus match, um, but also just I, I'm always gonna feel the need to give him a lot of praise this season with how he's done because uh, I was a little harsh. Uh, previously on him and so yeah like other players you you know when you see him do well it it stands out and I feel the need to show some love Joe says no Joe says no Ooh, so I have to do the third one yeah do the third one unless you unless you forfeit the privilege uh there's just been a lot of good players does the buck stop here there's been a lot of like love it's I think you can make an argument for Lovitz, you can make an argument for. Um, I mean, McNaughton, you can make an argument for. Good call on that, yeah. Godoy uh, has been, like, getting him back has been really good. Um, oof. Good options. I like McNaughton. I hadn't had him written down, but it's a good shout. I'm going to go Lovitz. like it. Maybe recency bias because this last game that he had was really good. But even you at the game, you're just like, it's like we don't appreciate Lovitz as Mm -mm. much as we should. I really, really enjoy watching him these days. He is just aged to me like a fine wine. He, I mean, I think a lot of times to the extent we have like build up play, it's not really our game to build out from the back necessarily. To the extent that we have an idea there, it kind of revolves around passing the ball around the back, and then by the time it's worked its way back to Dan Lovitz, that's when you have certain players making their runs. Like, he kind of quarterbacks the yeah. build-up play. Um, and he is a player who knows exactly what he's going to do with the ball before it comes to him. 
is plays every it just he always seems so within himself do you know what i mean when i say that mm -hmm. he plays so within himself he um also watching we he he was one of the ones that was like right next to us warming up and watching him warm up i was like like he's really good he's quality man yeah. he is he is uh like everything just seems quality like controlling his the ball seems technical so qualities his crosses i was like dude we need to like he needs to because he, he doesn't really. That's not even that's his not, game. He's not really, saying, He doesn't his, overlap. He more sits deep. Yeah. And like I said, kind of quarterbacks. His, that's not his game. Like starting out, it could Nashville, be his game. Though. It should. And watching like watching his crosses and warmups, like he's like he looks like our best crosser. In the past, that's what I'd always called for. I was like, yeah. we got to run things more through Dan Lovitz. Get him forward. Get him. Get him overlapping. Um, and they've taken a different approach with with how to use him. Um, but like with a lot of other things with Gary right now, he's kind of a. Uh, He's kind of stuck to his guns and is proving himself right against the couple yeah. dumbass podcasts. I mean, it helps that <laughs> if Lovitz isn't the one crossing, like Sheckmore also has does its really good. Well, crosses. you know, I've been thinking like the fullback pairing for Nashville SC is top notch, dude. Yeah. Like we watch the other teams come to Nashville or just and Schaffelberg and Fafa just run over their fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're both really good. We talk a lot about what they can do contributing to the attack when we have the ball but Dan Lovitz as well as Shaq Moore 1v1 defenders really really good yeah really really good both of them I'll give it to him he had two assists this last game too he had the assist the Mukhtar goal yeah yeah putting in a really really good a crosser corner a set piece corner <sighs> it's all coming together man I, I yeah. I'm not gonna get too ahead of myself but I guess uh one of the best moments in recent memory. I, I didn't put out for questions um, in this one. I figured we would have plenty to talk about, which we did. Yeah. They're about to go on a huge road. Though. We only have one home game in June. Yeah. So what's what's coming up next? So for at FC Dallas. Easy at, luckily, it's like. So we go to Dallas. Yeah. Luckily, the schedule, like the road games aren't hard. So Dallas, Toronto. When's the Dallas match? The third. So we'll be in Cancun yep. watching that. Fun. If we can get that in Cancun. I bet we can figure something out. Uh, Toronto the next week, then at home, St. Louis I mean, City. I think what we should do in Dallas, we start Brian Anunga, Ethan Zubak. <laughs> just the same USL. Fucking Taylor Washington. Just the same USL squad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just hey, line them up again, yeah. dude. <laughs> do that. And just That's what I do. So I'm going to say we do that and we uh, nil-nil draw. Yeah. Brian Anunga and the boys go get, go get a clean sheet, a nil-nil draw at Dallas. That's my prediction for that. Yeah, the at home St. Louis City and at Montreal then at Yeah, St. Louis coming up. That'll be fun. Um so yeah, you think we'll record maybe after St. Louis then? We'll see. We'll see. We'll get we'll get back to you when we get back to gets back in cuz that's probably good, like the best time for us to record. But. Uh yeah, we got a little soccer games. Bit of a break though. Um okay, anything else you want to hit on? Nope, I got to go pee. All right, go pee and uh go you boys and come on you boys. Is there a go? Go Music City. Go Boys and Go. Koi Big. Up the O's. All that. See ya.